safe for me to step into purpose. It's safe for me to step into purpose. I'm meant for something. It's comfortable. It's easy. It's safe to be seen in the world. I am valued. We don't have that foundation. Moving into discovering your authentic self is a journey. And so I'm going to suggest, I'm going to give a lot of tips here, okay? Welcome to Talking Shift. This is where we take the woo-woo out of your awakening process. We're going to get real on what the ascension is. I'm Diamond No. I'm your host. I'm a generational psychic. I'm a starseed. I'm a master manifester. I'm an ascension advisor. I've been teaching the science behind your awakening process for over 20 years now. We teach it across this globe. We're going to talk about healing. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about the relationship with your body, your soul, your emotions, your inner child. And we're going to do everything in our power to help you shift into your highest timeline. All right, let's talk some shift, some real powerful shift about soul purpose. I have been doing a series of videos on YouTube and now on Rumble um, on, it was a hundred days of surrender is how this started. And what sort of come through on this is stepping into my power, teaching people how to step into their power and a couple of different moving pieces. But what people are asking for right now is I feel this ache. I feel this knowing that I meant for something on this planet how do I step into it? Like, what do I do? What are the action items? Like, how do I figure out what sole purpose is? So I thought, man, you know what? Let's fucking talk about it. Let's shift our realities, will we? Or shall we? So let's get into it. I've got a couple of different stepping stones. And as always, I'll be sharing my own personal bits and pieces about what I went through. So let's have a look at it, okay? Soul purpose, the first thing we've got to know is it can look like anything you want it to look like. You're here to master something. And you're here to conquer it, master it, accomplish it. That's what your soul purpose is connected to. A lot of us have this feeling, this knowing, this sensation that we are meant for something on this planet. Often, like if you're anything like me, since I was a little girl, I was like, all right, it's big. Like, what is it? Show it to me. Let's do it. And I started it unknowingly in 1999, uh, 1998, 1999, started stepping into soul purpose unknowingly. Um, and I'm going to break that apart in a minute here, but it was a long journey. And so let's, let's dissect it a little bit before I really get into that journey. Let's look at it. So you're going to have this ache, this knowing I am meant for something. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to step into it. Just recognize it. You're always going to have that ache. <laughs> I've been in soul purpose for a really long time, guys. And I still ache for what's that next thing? Like I feel it brewing. I feel it coming in. And this is how we can kind of look at it. All right. So the very first step of putting yourself into soul purpose the very first thing you've got to do is figure out who the fuck you are. Who's the most authentic, real version of you? This is a journey. 
you know, we are taught so many different moving pieces and expectations from our childhood. A lot of us have trauma, abuse, neglect, abandonment, all of these, all of these horrific things, right? So that taints us a little bit. Unknowingly, it creates these blockages or these limits. I prefer to call it a limit within our belief structure that says, I am sick, I'm easy, or it's easy for me to step into purpose. It's safe for me to step into purpose. I'm meant for something. It's comfortable, it's easy, it's safe to be seen in the world. I am valued. We don't have that foundation. Moving into discovering your authentic self is a journey. And so I'm going to suggest. I'm going to give a lot of tips here, okay? I'm going to suggest that you go into your six-year-old self. That baby, they did not reside in fear. So my inner child at six years old, that little girl had been raped. She had been abandoned. She had been tossed around like a ping pong ball. She had been beaten. She had been shamed. She was told that she was the problem, that her parents were together. There was a lot of moving crap that went on with that six-year-old. However... She didn't reside in that yet. She still believed in herself. She still kept getting up and trying. She still kept moving forward. I wanted to ride a BMX bike. I wanted to be a superstar. I wanted awards and trophies for all of the cool tricks that I could do on my BMX bike. I didn't let the story that everybody else had told me or that I was absorbing and observing at that time hinder me from getting back on my bike every time I failed. I didn't let it. So a small little analogy to look at, that babe, your six-year-old self, didn't reside in fear. They kept going. They kept trying. They kept trying to figure it out. That's the most authentic you, your personality, your sense of humor, your determination, your passion for whatever it be. That's, that's who you are. So big, huge side tip on inner child. Take a picture. Get a picture of six-year-old you four-year-old you, eight-year-old you, and look at it. Look at that, babe. What do they need? What are they asking of you? What are they asking for the world? Are they asking for reassurance, for safety, for love, for validation? Are they asking to build trust that they will be protected? Are they asking for someone to give them freedom to be themselves? What does that baby need? And spend time conversing with that photo. I teach a lot on inner child, like so much. I love it. It's one of my favorite things because it's so transformative. That's a little snip into how to start. That's going to help you discover who your most authentic self is. In order for you to thrive in this planet in purpose, you've got to bring who you are to the world. One of the comments I get all the time on my videos and in my DMs oh my God, we could be sisters. We talk the same, we, we act the same, we see things the same, like we could be sisters. I resonate with you so much, which is amazing. The hard part is I get a lot of that to the point where people want to be my best friend and how do you have you know a million best friends? That's, that's my challenge right there. And often I resonate so fully with them as well. So when you are fully yourself, there is people ready for you, waiting, in fact, for you to lead the way down the path of how you have conquered. That brings me into my next point. What have you mastered? We are here to master life. 
It doesn't get easy. It doesn't go away. You are here to constantly master yourself and the lessons in front of you. So what have you mastered? The first thing I mastered was saying no to toxic people. It was the very first thing that I ever mastered was boundaries. No, thank you. Not doing that. Now, I'm not going to lie. I didn't say it as nice as that back then. I know better now. But that was the first thing I conquered. So that was the first thing I taught. The second thing I taught was the second thing I mastered. Self-love. I was inner child. Then it was being a galactic channel for galactic council in a world that wasn't quite ready for it yet. Then it was understanding the science behind spirituality, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, quantum entanglement. Then it was the power 369. Then it was hacking the code to wealth, hacking the code to a vibrant, healthy body. I hacked all those codes. I'm sharing this. What have you mastered? That's what you're meant to bring to the world. What are you mastering? will be the next thing. So your sole purpose isn't one thing. There's no end to your sole purpose. It is an endless evolution of you and what you have mastered coming to the surface and bringing that to who's ready to follow. My motto has always been with my clients, I can take you as far as I've gotten. That I can promise. I know, the, I know the way, I walk the path. I did things the messy way, the hard way so that you don't have to. And I didn't do it on purpose. I did not have a mentor. I started stepping into soul purpose in 1998, 1999. In spirituality, being a psychic, being like doing psychic readings in like early 2000s, like this was not a cool thing to do. This was very woo-woo back then and kind of shunned actually. So I started stepping into my purpose all the way back then. It's a long time ago. And it has evolved and evolved and evolved. Yours will as well. So what do you want to start with? Do you have a natural gift? Do you, are you psychic? Are you intuitive? Are you a healer? Do you have an education or certification in something? Where do you want to start? And if you don't have that, what are you passionate about? I have this crazy goal of healing and helping and guiding and holding hands with one million lives. One million. I'm, I'm well on my way to that. That is what I was passionate about in the beginning. And then it turned into, there is nothing more rewarding than watching someone fall in love with themselves right in front of your face, right in front of your eyes, to be witness to someone understanding and becoming self-aware and falling in love with themselves. There is nothing better than that. And then it gets better because then when they fall in love with themselves, they fall in love with their purpose. And then all of a sudden they're sitting beside me at you know half a million dollar net worth. It's awesome. It's so fucking rewarding. So start with what am I passionate about? What is my gift? What have I mastered? And just start talking about it. Just start talking about it. Just start implementing it. Just start being a beacon for those who are 20 steps behind you and bring them as far as you've gotten because you're going to be mastering something else along that path. And then you get to bring that to them. 
And then it goes on and on and on. So just really wanted to harp that at you. I think it's phenomenal. And I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves to have this grandiose vision. That's how, that, that's what I did wrong. I had this massive vision. I wanted to be talking on a stage. I want it to be published. I want it to be important. Unknowingly, that's what I wanted was to be important. I wanted to be important enough to be on a stage. It didn't happen that way. Not at all. Now, yeah, for sure. I'm on stages all the time. Now, yes, I am published. Now, yes, I have all those things. Then, absolutely not. And I kept my vision so focused on this big, big, big vision, this desire that I forgot to be right here, right now. And any time that I wasn't seeing evidence of that big vision, I would be like, why is it so hard? And when does it get easy? What was I doing with my vibration? What was I creating with that? I wasn't looking at it as a choice. I chose that vision. The same way someone would choose to go from overweight to weight loss. The same way someone would choose to, I want to help people, I'm going to be a doctor. The same way someone would choose, I want to run a marathon. We make a choice. And why do we make that choice? Because it's going to be an accomplishment and it's going to fulfill us. So I have made the choice for that big vision and I wasted way too much time looking for validation, looking for evidence that it was on its way to me, which put me in a low vibration of fear. And I almost gave up so many times. I almost gave up. I don't want that for you. So you can have your big vision. Amazing. It's already in motion. So then it comes down to a couple of different moving pieces. Piece number one, the biggest piece. How are you going to commit to a relationship with that vision? How are you going to commit? What are you afraid of? You need to figure that out. You need to figure out what is it I'm afraid of and commit to that vision. Set yourself up for success. What does that look like for you? For me, it's sticky notes. There's sticky notes all over, all over the place. For me, there's visual cue. I'm a visual person. Do you, if, you're audit, if you're auditory, do you need to make a playlist that's like, I've got this playlist? How do you commit to that vision? How do you commit to choosing to see that this is the vision, this is the direction, and this is the question that you're going to be asking yourself in every minute of every day? Ready? Here we go. The question is, am I trusting my intuition or am I trusting my fear. What voice are you listening to? Boom. It's a big question. Start to ask it and then commit to your vision. Another moving piece. Here we go. If that's already in motion and that is a guaranteed outcome for you, what would that version of you do every single day to allow the sustainability of that vision? So what are you doing? What's your action? Doesn't take a lot of action. It takes 5% every day. 5% action towards that vision. What does that look like? Does it look like creating a list of TikTok ideas? Does it look like doing research in the marketplace about who your, your competition is? You want to know your competition, by the way, because then you know there's a market out there for it. And then you know what's working. You want competition. I love competition. You want to look at what hashtags do I need? You want to look at 
What do I need to figure out within my belief structure? What's blocking me? What do you, every day, just do one little task to commit to that vision. You are in a committed relationship with that vision. You are in a committed relationship with soul purpose. Own it. If you were in a committed relationship with a loving partner, you wouldn't every 20 seconds say, I don't know if this is going to work. I have a lot of doubt if this is going to work. In fact, you'd be doing the opposite. You'd be doing everything in your power likely to convince the other individual, oh, we've got this, we've got this. A healthy relationship, you just understand and trust it. So where are you at on that scale? Soul purpose is unbelievably rewarding, but it comes with its own set of challenges. It's not easy. So you've got to be brave. You've got to find courage. You've got to figure out how you are going to inspire yourself, how you're going to motivate yourself because motivation is not a natural state for us. Motivation comes from being inspired. You've got to find a way to keep moving forward, to pick yourself up. And I'm pretty confident if you look at your life right now, you've picked yourself up 100 times over and over and over again, 100% of the time. So are you going to commit? How are you going to remove fear? What are you going to do with your fear? Are you going to heal it? Are you going to ignore it? Are you going to participate in it? These are all things that we need to be looking at in order to move fully into soul purpose and to sustain soul purpose. So what have you mastered? What are you mastering? Start writing it down. Start working with your six-year-old inner child. Start figuring out what they need from you. Commit to that relationship. Commit to your purpose. Make the choice. And it is a choice. I sign up for this. And one last thought before we go, here's something I really want you to process. I teach an Ascension retreat every quarter. So the next one is April, 2023. And this, in this retreat, this is all my life's work in one three-day retreat. In this retreat, I help you really, truly integrate and embody the truth that the universe is not exterior. There is no the universe. There is no power outside of you. You are the universe having a physical manifestation experience. You are universal flow. You are universal flow. You are the universe. So if you are going to take the bait of the falsified spiritual teachings out there, think about this for just one second without me going all conspiracy on you. Society knows we're waking up. And they're always a couple of steps ahead. So they, knowing we're waking up, are going to throw out spiritual lessons to keep you trapped in fourth dimensional consciousness. And one of those lessons is trust the universe. One of those lessons is the universe will provide. One of those lessons is the universe will direct you, close and open doors for you. There's how many billion people on the planet? Do you think that the universe is micromanaging 9 billion people being like, oh, let's open Tommy's door and then let's close Susan's door. Oh, okay, let's guide them there. 
No. You are the universe. The universal law of divine oneness. I teach it in a way that really helps you embody it. But to shorten this, you are not separate from the universe. So if you are going to waste your life and your time making statements like, the universe doesn't want this for me. The universe will open the door. The universe will provide the contract. The universe will direct me all in divine timing. Then you will never, ever, and I can promise you, truly thrive in soul purpose. Because you're putting your power outside of yourself. You're saying with your vibration. So there's 12 universal laws. The law of vibration. You are an energetic being that is made of frequency. That frequency vibrates. The law of attraction, aka manifesting. The law of attraction only responds to, consistently responds to the law of vibration. Your vibration is being responded by the law of attraction. You are always manifesting. You are creating your outcome. You are creating the rate at which the inspiration flows through you or doesn't, and you are creating the rate at which doors open or do not open for you. And if you are saying the universe will provide, the universe will direct me, what you are truly saying with your vibration is, I have no idea what I'm doing. You're saying, I'll take chances because I don't have a focus. I would never say that. What I will say is, I I'm leveling up. I have stepped in. I am in a committed relationship with my vision. I am owning that vision. That is my life. And that is the vibration of Brent. Law of attraction working in my favor intentionally. So you really want to thrive in soul purpose? You've got to understand the universal law of divine oneness. You are not separate from the universe. All right, there we go. Quick, short snap on stepping into soul purpose. Like I said, I have done it the hard way. My soul purpose started with me doing very quietly psychic readings, card readings, guys, card readings. The annoying card readings where I kept going to the book or giving the definition of the card in front of me instead of actually letting my intuition speak. The, oh, this card means, therefore, blah, 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 for $45 an hour. Are you fucking kidding me? You can't pay anything with $45. I would get four a month. And it evolved. I mastered that. And then it evolved into me just trusting my intuition and just saying it. Then it evolved into me channeling your ascended guides. Then it evolved into me intuitively, naturally being able to read your entire book of life and your Keshik records all at the same time, while being a medium, all at the same time. Then it evolved into my education program presenting itself to me because I desired to be more of service. And that is the only focus I had was, how can I be of more service? How can I be of more service to this healing journey for humanity? And my education, boom, provided itself. Done, aligned, moving in. Then it evolved into me channeling galactic. Galactic Council publicly, which still wasn't a cool thing when I started, but here we are. And then it evolved into divine alignment program, which also was an evolution in itself. And then it evolved into me being on stages. Then it evolved into publishing contracts. Then it evolved 
into retreats. Then it evolved into me having a certification program. Then it evolved into me having a full team that is global, working global, changing lives global. And it just continues to evolve. And then it evolved into me hacking the code, truly hacking the code on wealth, health, vitality, and love all at the same time. And then it evolved and it will keep going. And your purpose will do the exact same thing. And all you need to do, if you take nothing else from this video, start, get messy, be comfortable in your fear, be comfortable, look fear in the face and be like, sit down because I'm trying and I'm learning and I'm willing to be messy and I'm willing to embarrass myself and I'm willing to be vulnerable with this journey, but I am willing to commit. And if you commit and you take that first step, it is universal law. And I can promise you from taking thousands of people through this journey and me doing it the hard way, you can hyperspeed it. You do not have to do it the hard way, but it will happen and it will evolve and you will feel fulfilled. Don't give up. So go back to the question. What voice are you listening to? What voice are you trusting? Are you trusting your intuition or are you trusting your fear? I'll catch you next time.